Tuesday, February 11th, 2020. Uh, the time right now is 5.30. Uh, there is really only one item on the agenda, and this uh, has to do with the uh, uh, proposals for the Peace River Regional Airport. The way the agenda will uh, will proceed is we will hear a presentation from uh, the Town of Peace River's administration, or in this case, the, uh, the, uh, the actual Chief Administrative Officer, Mr. Parker. Uh, we, will, uh, we will then have a round of questions uh, from, from the councillors. We will then take a 30-minute recess. Uh, and and uh, my understanding is that each of the counties have a room to uh, to go to and to uh, uh, to caucus. Caucus. That's the word I was looking for. To caucus, and um, and then you will have. Uh, I haven't put a time limit, but you have uh, uh, an opportunity. Uh, uh, one representative from each each of the surrounding municipalities um, or each of the municipalities that contributes towards the operation of the uh, or monies towards the operation of the airport uh, we ask that you keep it to one one spokesperson and that spokesperson can be a counselor or a uh, uh, an administrative uh, 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 or someone from the administration. We uh, um, and you can make your com you can make comments. You can also ask questions uh, of of the town, uh, in particular this RCAO, on his his presentation and uh, any other questions that you think may be relevant to the uh, Peace Regional Re Peace River Regional Airport. Uh, uh, proposals. Uh, we will uh, we will also allow uh, councillors around this table, uh, including Mr. Good, who's on the uh, telephone, uh, to ask questions just to elicit more information from from um, uh, from the spokesperson for the uh, municipality in question. Um, and uh, with that. Um, we will, uh, I will ask uh, Mr. Parker to go to the speakers. Are you going to make, make your presentation from the speaker's table or from here? That's correct, right from here. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's nice to see a nice full house of uh, councils and uh, some citizen uh, point uh, individuals for here. Uh, this is a culmination of uh, a long experience, uh, but it's still not over. Uh, when you see the presentation, you'll see it's still not over, and it's like uh, some people might be a little concerned about that, but it's the, it's just the way it is. It's, it's a very difficult decision to uh, make, and there's a lot of information that's out there that uh, we are, uh, have uh, been able to disseminate and review. So with that, I will start with the process of, uh, of this. Um, I would ask if you please keep your questions to the uh, the end of the presentation, uh, and, and uh, because what happens here is there's uh, quite a bit of information here, and, and you might see that some of your questions will be answered as we go through it. There is one section in which I do have some questions um, that have been sent to me, and uh, I will be answering them uh, uh, publicly. And they might say, mm, "Okay, we got these ones already." 
So we're going to start off with the processor. And, and um, by the way, if uh, I lose my voice, I'll just let you know I've been uh, a little ill this last little while. And, uh, and uh, I actually have one lung for those people who don't realize that. And so if I go into a coughing spit, uh, that's why I'm trying to keep my voice down low and, uh, and not take deep breaths. Otherwise, I can, uh, it, it's, it sounds worse than what it really is. It's, it's just unfortunate. So. So um, basically, we went out to an RFP in September, and uh, we, there was a lot of concerns about the airport. The council had been sitting around the table and saying, "Okay, what are some of the things that we could do?" And um, we we had some uh, a lot of proposals that had come on out, and we thought, "Okay, let's do a formal proposal to the RFP." Um, we did meet with our municipal partners and formed them. Um, during the process, we started off with 41 uh, individuals, uh, companies that actually started in the whole process of the RFP. We ended up getting just a, uh, under 10, uh, over 5, uh, that actually said, hey, look, we're interested. Um, we had to sign uh, confidentiality agreements with these uh, organizations. Um, we have kept the council completely in the um, uh, uh, unaware of who were the uh, individuals that submitted uh, the applications. And the reason was is because we wanted to make sure that there will be no bias from the very beginning to the end. And that uh, was really kind of interesting. I missed the meeting yesterday, and, and I heard there were some names that were thrown out, and people were, you know, oh my goodness, you know. And that's what the whole process of why the uh, confidentiality is, is because there's a lot of individuals out there that have strong feelings about the airport. We wanted to make sure, no matter who actually put in a submission, their validity of their proposal would go forward, and uh, we would base it on the, the validity of the proposal and not the individuals who are bringing it forward. And uh, the best way to do that, especially in a small town, is you keep that confidentiality. Uh, we will be continuing that until the very, very end. The final proponent will be the one that will be released. All the other ones will not be released. Uh, that's according to our agreements that we have in the RP process. All organizations involved have experience in the aviation business field. Um, so that was a really good uh, concept there. The purpose of the RP basically was number one was to solicit was there any other options either to own, operate, combination of the two of the airport. But with it, the basis is we're looking for some components. Number one, the airport must stay open. So that was a big key concern. Uh, we didn't, uh, uh, we, uh, with the, the reviews, uh, the proponents had to ensure that A, it would be staying open. Two, air ambulance. There would be support for air ambulance. Not that there is going to be, you know, because that's an important component of our, our community. Forestry is another big element of our uh, community, and will there be support for forestry? And finally, uh, because we have five different municipal partners that are contributing to the uh, uh, well-being of this uh, airport, decreased cost of the airport. So uh, we were told there's lots of ways that you can decrease the cost of the airport. We were ensuring that. Um, so that's what was one of the concerns that we were looking at. The results, approximately 10 different proposals arose from the RFP. There was a couple that were uh, multiple submissions from uh, a couple of individuals. Um, the proposals which were developed, uh, the process was 10. Also, what we did is we developed two options that were administratively generated. So for a total of 12 kind of like concepts that were put out there. So 10 were from the, the RP process, two were administratively generated. 
After November 21st, we had a meeting with our municipal council partners. We gave them the, the basic general background. And, and um, basically, uh, we, uh, we narrowed it down to three organizations uh, to, to continue moving forward with discussions. Now, I'm going to talk about the auction. So this is a, a town-generated auction. So, and this was from a lot of um, just thought patterns, past uh, practices that have been done, some practices that have been done with other organizations. And option one was for the town to continue to operate the airport with partners, uh, funding either through the ICF process and or a part nine company. If we were to do this, we would be looking at um, many operational service level reductions, and this would be proposed. <coughs> of the 10 proposals, we had proposals that were at one stream of the pendulum, in which what it was is the proposals where we would just provide you with management services. So you still have the same amount of employees you have currently. You would still have um, basically the, the same type of operation expenses you have now, except for we would provide an airport manager and an SMS manager. And for those who don't know what SMS, that's safety management systems for airport. It would, they would, that um, process would be $199,000 at the town. It accepted that. If we took a look at it, we added up all the costs that we were doing right now at the airport, that would have been $70,000 per year more than what we were paying right at this moment. One of the concerns with this auction was is they did not bring in any concepts of how they would reduce uh, um, expenditures at the airport. And it was looking at the, uh, basically the, the expenditures would consistently increase about three to 4% per year. So uh, this was one of the proposals that was out there on the far extreme. We then had four proposals that came back and said, hey, look, turn over the management operations of the airport to a private entity. And the private entity was either a private company or a nonprofit company. So it ranged. Three of the proposals of the four of the turning over the ownership management of the airport required a continuous municipal subsidy. The least amount of one was $810,000. Um, there was, in this proposal though, there was a concept of they might be able to decrease costs and also increase revenues. So for example, if they were to decrease costs of $100,000, the town wouldn't save, or the municipal partners wouldn't save $100,000, they would save $50,000. Because if they found operational efficiencies, they felt that they should receive a 50% um, basically payback uh, for finding efficiencies. If they found $100,000 in extra new revenue, then what would happen is, is the town would get $50,000 and it was split 50-50 in this concept. The problem with this proposal really helped the for-profit company make quite a bit of money um, basically on, on, on a long term from the, the municipality. <clears throat> we had one proposal that was a divestment proposal 
and I'll get into this one in a few moments. Before I get into that, I'm going to talk about one more option. The final option was for the town to physically go on out and say, hey, look, we're going to give a notice to terminate the operations of the Peace River Regional Airport. Now, let me be clear about this one. This doesn't mean we close the airport. It just means the town of Peace River will no longer continue to operate it. We would allow anyone else to operate it if one of our municipal partners wanted to do so. If there was a conglomerate of individuals at the airport that said, hey, look, we'll operate at the airport, that would be an option. <laughs> there, if, if someone wanted to form a part-time company, they could do that. So that was sort of this option here. Again, this was staff generated. This is kind of a radical kind of concept, but still having said that, it's an option that needs to be reviewed. So the historical background of the airport, basically in 1996, the town received 1.1 million from the federal government to assist the turnover operations. Now, people remember that was way back in Paul Martin's day when he would, uh, basically the liberals were doing is they were trying to cut costs left, right, and center. And they downloaded a lot of uh, the services onto provincial or municipal partners so they can balance their budget. Airports were uh, a huge deficit for the federal government. And so they knew that if they could get rid of these organizations and these, um, these facilities, that they would save in the long term. And uh, the town in 1996 said, we will take this, we will take the $1.1 million, and we'll see if we can make a go of it. In today's economy, that would be about equivalent to $1.8 million. And it's based on an inflation rate, historical inflation rate of 2.17%, and a cumulated inflation rate of uh, total 63.85%. On our uh, November 21st meeting that we had, the um, uh, municipal partners, when they reviewed all the, the reviewed the options, we agreed to at least set in motion to look at having a nonprofit organization take over the operations. But there were some conditions and some things and areas that we're looking at. So number one, if you set up a nonprofit, we felt the nonprofit was the better of the, the, of the organizations as opposed to a for-profit. Um, they would receive approximately $1.4 million, either in a lump sum or spread over a maximum of two years. Um, and that would be approximately $400,000 less than uh, what the, the town received, uh, um, if you use the equivalent. The town would provide one employee uh, for one year for services, and the reason is, is we want to ensure, and the organization wanted to ensure that there would be a smooth transition. You know what, there's a lot of little bugs, and what happens here is you can, um, the individuals um, that we have out there know the operations of that airport, and they can uh, make sure that it moves forward. The town continues to provide fire support. Uh, our firefighters are trained and specifically trained. Uh, there are some special procedures that they have to uh, have to be on the air side. Our firefighters are at that, that would be a service that we're providing. Town continues to provide water service operators. Um, now, what would happen here is we would train an individual uh, with the new entity, um, and they would have to pass the small uh, uh, operators uh, for water. It's the lowest level, basically. 
other than uh, yeah, it's lowest level. And the town assumes any environmental issues to date. So um, the environmental issues, we did have one area that's out at the airport that had been identified. And this was from the federal government. When the federal government uh, owned it and they were doing fire training out there, there was one small little patch of area that's been contaminated. The um, federal government was supposed to have uh, cleaned that up. So this would uh, become the, not our responsibility. What we do is we would actually, if this went forward, is uh, we would cordon this area off and we would then go with the federal government to help them now fulfill their mandate of cleaning up the spots. Now, this has also happened at the uh, city Grand Prairie Airport. They have an area like that too. <coughs> Taxes would be charged only on properties that are currently commercial activities. All parts of the airport that are currently taxed out would remain so. Any new commercial activities uh, would be opened and operated that the airport would be taxed appropriately by the MDFPs, uh, 135. And the majority of the board of directors would consist of local prominent business individuals, either connections with the airport or uh, prominent business individuals that uh, are aware of the region here. Negotiations between three different companies um, continued with those parameters that I just mentioned. Three weeks ago, one of the companies withdrew from the process. So we were down to two. Um, so we do have some future concerns. So the fir first confirmation is, is that the unstable funding from our municipal partners in the provincial government. Uh, every municipal councillor here has seen what has happened just recently with the, the provincial government and they're uh, cutting back at MSI and other areas. The town has been hit by $270,000 in uh, decreased revenue uh, from the province this year. Uh, we expect that next year also, and possibly that same amount for the next uh, two years. The other problem is the uh, future of air services threatening ACAP, as everyone is aware. January 31st was the last, um, <clears throat> was the end of the flights for Northern Air. We have been in contact with the, the federal government to try and see how long we can keep ACAP going and be on the list as a certified airport. We've also contacted the federal government when the, uh, Minister, Deputy Minister Freeland was here and we discussed this issue extensively with her. Um, about uh, our concerns about ACAP and trying to make sure that we continue with that funding. And then air ambulance. And I know there was the report last week, and I know immediately the provincial government came on out and they said, oh yeah, we will honor the current contract. But let me be very clear. They said they would honor the current contract. Current contract is going to judicial review literally this September. The province has not said that if the judicial review overturns literally the current RFP process for the air ambulance service, that they would still reissue out the 10 bases that they had in the original contract. They just said they will honor the original contract. So this is a concern because we do know the town of Peace River, previous times, the province not the province, the um, Alberta Health Services has wanted not to have Peace River have an air base 
they wanted it consolidated. We fought adamantly that uh, we need to have the space here. And I see that we will probably have to continue to do this. February 5th, we did have referendum, as everyone is aware. In that referendum, we had 178 votes cast. There was 133 that um, said, yeah, we're fine with the nonprofit, about 75%. We had 30 that voted against the nonprofit. We had 15 spoiled or rejected ballots, 8%. So it's basically a, a four to one um, or three to one um, saying, hey, look, we would like this nonprofit. So the town wanted to get some information. They wanted to get first the, this non-binding referendum. And then the also thing is they wanted to do an exit poll. Um, uh, I was surprised with this because I really thought that it was going to be, you know, a 50-50, if not uh, something different. So I was kind of shocked that this number came out so overwhelming. Um, but I think it does give a moral mandate for the uh, council to continue with this path. The exit poll results, if you take a look at it, one of the big things uh, that we saw is that they wanted the least cost to the town taxpayers. 77% said that anyone other than the town of Peace River should be operating the airport. 28% felt that the province uh, should be operating the airport. 41% a regional group should be operating the airport. 68% stated that if the nonprofit fails, the airport should be returned to the municipal government. During this process, we've received uh, some, um, a bunch of questions about what would this look like, what would happen. I'm concerned about, um, you know, whatever. So here's some of the questions. So the first question is, well, what's the town still doing about scheduled air flights, or what are the expectations of a new proponents? The town will continue to always try and get another um, air scheduled or service. Northwestern Air has stated that they might be able to come in at March once they get flight crews. They're currently, they have some difficulties with their their, their operations and logistics. Um, the air, airlines are few and far between. I know that uh, quite a few people said, but look, WestJet just went to, um, you know, our neighbors are just in BC there. Well, there's a lot of differences. Um, first of all, they've been for two years working on this. Second, they have the numbers. Third, uh, they have um, an economic climate around them that's much better than ours right at this particular moment. They've got a big gas plant going up that area. Uh, a lot of work that's uh, going in that area. <coughs> and so they're, they're, um, they have security. We don't have security. Uh, the successful uh, operator WestJet actually are subcontracting out the contract. Even though it looks like it's a WestJet plane, it's actually a subcontractor that's plane has been painted. Um, so they had a lot of things going for us that we don't have. After one year, the town supplying workers at the airport, is the town finished supplying them? Yes. After the one year, we will stop uh, the one worker that uh, had been asked. We will still provide the fire services, um, that specialized services. It's, you know, it is a little bit extra training. There are some things that we have to do up there. Uh, we do have to do 
um, a tabletop exercise every two years, and on the third year we have to do a live exercise uh, in insisting. Um, but yeah, we would still provide that service. Will the new company be uh, expected to, uh, um, will they have access to the, the airport trucks and all the equipment without paying for their use? Um, yeah, so everything that is basically airport related would be turned over to the new organization. Um, and what it is, is because some of that equipment is very specialized, especially if we stay as a um, certified airport. So there's some the testing equipment that they use to make sure is the friction on the uh, air runway at a certain level. So they take these trucks, they've got uh, gadgets that measure the friction rate. They get it up to approximately 60 kilometers an hour, slam on the brakes. Um, there's the other equipment for plowing that we got from ACAP. We can't take that away. If we do, we have to pay for it. So all the equipment would be going with it, the organization. What happens if the RP company wants to leave the airport? So let's say the company five years from now says, okay, we're, we've had it. We want to pack it in. So four and five are basically the same. Would the town become responsible for the airport again? According to the nonprofit rules, it has to be they can't keep the assets. So what will happen here is those assets get turned back to the municipality, and municipality could be us, municipality could be, and, and we were looking at putting in any of the five uh, funding partners. So um, to us, that was uh, one of the concepts we were looking at. How much uh, would, the or would the municipalities be asked to pay again if uh, the airport operations takes over? Well, that would fall under our ICF agreements that we have. Um, so it would be part of that component and we'd be dealing with it through there. Well, new leases and uh, new gas arrangement, uh, the, the RP that we just passed, uh, um, will, that, uh, will the, the new company deal with that? That'll be totally up to the company what they want to do with the leases. They will have valid leases. We have two different types of leases, basically. Um, and what will happen here is the new company um, will deal with it and they will honor those leases um, and they will deal with If they want to change them, they can do that. They have that full ability. We're not going to enforce them. As for the fuel, there is an opt-out clause that all they have to do is give 12 months notice and then that, that agreement is over with. So if they wish to do that, they can do so. What happens with the proposed solar farm? So for those individuals who are not aware that uh, the town of Peace River is involved with a, a solar project that is out there and we've been uh, supportive of it, uh, we've moved down the line quite extensively. Um, that uh, piece of land could either be uh, uh, taken off and, and the municipality can keep that so the project can go forward. But even if uh, we turn all that property over, uh, it's not contingent on the town being part of that uh, uh, solar project. So it can move forward with or without us. Um, if it went with the municipality, that would be a proxy. There would be a, a revenue stream for the airport to help it in its sustainability. How can we avoid Transport Canada clawing back um, the uh, standout ACAP debt? Uh, basically what it is, is we've done everything that we can. Uh, there's approximately $6.5 million. And $6.5 million of ACAP for um, uh, basically that is uh, federal funding that we have received for capital improvements at the airport. Technically, 
what happens is uh, uh, when we're no longer a certified airport, the federal government can request for this $6.5 million back. That would have to stay with the town um, if they choose to force us to uh, uh, take that back. Even if we kept the property, uh, we would still be on the hook for that uh, $6.5 million. Uh, we would definitely, uh, we have brought this issue up with uh, the Minister Freeland, uh, Deputy Prime Minister Freeland, uh, told her our concerns, um, and we're, we're waiting for a result of, of that meeting and whether they will uh, hold their feet to the fire if we uh, decide to continue down this path. In a bankruptcy situation, what happens with any outstanding debt owing to suppliers? So when you have a board of directors, uh, the board of directors actually sign a document. They are actually responsible for any outstanding debt. So this is the issue. That's why it's very serious. You know, when people say, I would like to be part of this organization, when they make decisions and they say, I want the airport to go in this direction, they have to make sure that when they go in that direction, they're doing it for the best interest of the airport, because if not, they're on the hook. I will give you, we do have a, a nonprofit organization uh, in the town that has a board of directors that has a liability aspect that's fairly substantial as far as I'm concerned. I won't mention them, but, but basically it's the board of directors who are responsible for that outstanding debt. What if uh, it isn't a private company but a quasi-government organization, City of Vancouver, Airport Authority, what liabilities do they take on? So. I would like to talk about very similar to um, a, a Part 9 aspect of it. So let, let, let's let's say it's a, a Part 9 nonprofit uh, organization. Uh, let's say that municipalities assign the individuals there. They're to act in the best interest. Those representatives who own the shares would be actually responsible also for the outstanding debt and liabilities. So again, they have to act what's in the best interest of that organization. Otherwise, they're personally responsible. Now, also, what happens? You do have insurance, you know. So hopefully, they have insurance that'll cover it. But uh, you know, that's the way it works. In the future, is there any mechanism to change ownership so that both taxes and lease monies are collected by one, or with a nonprofit? Is there any advantage to such? So there has been an issue and a concern about some individuals who haven't paid their outstanding taxes. And either they've closed up shop, and they've left, haven't paid their taxes. Um, and so that has been a, a, a difficult situation for one municipality. So we are putting into, um, we are working with that municipality to put into um, the agreement a clause that would be acceptable to them so that uh, there will be a way that they can uh, try and recoup some of their um, uh, outstanding taxes anyone who skips town. In future, what are the municipal liability, for example, for reclamination of contaminated soils due to de-ice fluids or uh, AV gas spills? So this is, because this question stems from, we turn this over to a nonprofit. They operate it maybe for five years. Maybe they fail, and this is my understanding of the question, and then we end up getting the property back or one of our municipal partners get the property back. So who's responsible for that? Well, that's why they have insurance also, that the nonprofit organization. They're actually responsible for any contamination, any spills, anything that uh, deals with that. That's not our uh, responsibility. 
and, and that's the same case and that's why we will accept any response but we have right now we don't have any here's that part that the federal government has we're going to hold their feet to the fire on that spot right there how can a private nonprofit operate the airport at less cost than town and that was a real big one that came out quite a bit um, I do have some uh, if you just like to just two Yeah, just take two and then pass to the rest of the council. Um, I have another um, uh, two airports actually. Uh, one is Fort Vermillion and one is uh, La Crete. Uh, Fort Vermillion actually has an air ambulance base out of it. Um, if you take a look at their airport uh, operations, uh, they are one is about $102,000 to operate and one is about $88,000 to operate. It is a bare bones type operation. So we can do, and we can decrease our costs dramatically here by going to a very bare bones uh, type operation. If the town was to um, keep, if, if you want to pass modes, yeah, it's, it's all public record, right? I got it from the CAO from uh, County of McKenzie. So, but basically what it is is uh, uh, you can do this. It, it, there is bare bones uh, operations that you can do, and we would do that. Um, also, you would look at all the services that you're providing. Um, if, when you look at the sheet, you'll see there's very little revenue. We have approximately about $250,000 to $300,000 in, in revenue that we have overall each year. So there is that um, uh, ability to uh, uh, recoup costs and still uh, break even. The plan uh, specifically is to try and break even and start to uh, make a little bit of money so you can put it away, they can put it away for capital in the future. So we were dealing with three organizations um, and then like I said about three weeks ago one of them uh, dropped out. Um, they had a very good proposal but they just they couldn't continue on anymore. There were some issues, and uh, so they, they dropped up. Um, so then we ended up with two final organizations, and there were slightly different proposals. Um, so I'll go over Proposal A and Proposal B. So Proposal A basically is the, um, the company would agree to a lot of the other things we wanted, plus what they wanted is they wanted over eight years. Um, $918,000 in year one, and then by the end of eight, uh, year eight, it'd be just over one million continued subsidy. So they would own, they would operate the uh, airport, and uh, municipal partners would pay this amount of money. Um, the total over that eight years would be $9.3 million. And after eight years, there was no guarantee they would stay open. And so uh, we felt that, uh, well, we, this is, uh, uh, it was a very difficult uh, type proposal, I thought. Then proposal B, the 10 conditions for divestment, which we had talked about earlier, the nonprofit, the 1.4 million over two years, that one employee, the fire support, water support, um, the assumed the current liabilities, the new business pay taxes, the assumed current tax exemptions, majority of board would be local and uh, current support for uh, air ambulance and forestry. That, uh, those conditions had been accepted in principle. 
Um, however, uh, I don't have the authority to move forward. So basically, this is one of the reasons why we're having this uh, meeting tonight. So we do have four final recommendations for council. Uh, the first one is to accept the terms of Proposal B, which is the, the diverse divestment one. Direct administration to draft formal tra transfer documents, but bring these documents back to council for ratification along with the individual company. Now, the issue that we have here is we do have um, confidentiality agreements. So the only company that is going to be named will be released is if council is actually um, signs off on this deal, then we will release the company's name. Uh, and that will be at the, the meeting in which the documents are presented forward. Uh, if council is not uh, interested in moving forward, then all the names get uh, put into the shredder as the agreement was uh, we, we put forward and we go back to the drawing board. The second option is to find a new airport manager and continue operations and implement a major cost saving program. Now, there is a lot of cost uh, programs, uh, uh, savings that we can do here, and some of them are pretty radical, but we have to do it. And one of them is this. The, the main tower just has a couple of uh, operators in it, and that is Nav Canada, and uh, a one rental car. Basically, no one else is using the main terminal. It costs approximately $120,000 to move the, to uh, keep that terminal open. We would actually propose uh, uh, removing uh, Nav Canada um, and closing that building. That's uh, that saves $80,000. We'd still keep a little heat going in there, and the reason we keep a little heat is because we want to use it in the future. But it would be mothballed. But making that decision for us, you know, that would of course uh, that's a, a radical thing, but just to have that Canada there, it's, it's not an essential service at that particular moment. Council could also form a part nine company and turn over the assets to that company. So we ourselves could form this company and turn it over to an organization. And then the final one, just give notice that the town ceases to operate the airport. So one, we can accept proposal. Two, we can go to a, an airport manager continue with our operations, but drastically uh, and implement cost-saving programs, uh, form a part-time company, or give notice. So these are the four uh, recommended or options, recommended options, and uh, the rest of the evening is for council to discuss and uh, get feedback from our municipal partners. <coughs> We'll go around the uh, table and uh, uh, Mr. Scanlon, do you, would you like to start off with a question? No. Since, since, yeah, <laughs> since, since you're well versed in airport operations, uh, uh, <clears throat> tell me about option three. Since council forms, we, we would essentially form our own partnering company similar to the process that the proponent B is looking to do, but we would just do that ourselves? Yeah, and, and then what happens here is uh, what you do is you look for some um, willing partners to come up and join you. And uh, that's just that there, there might or might not be partners who will we'll enter into it. There's, um, um, see if you could, you, you, I'm, I'm going back to the concept specifically of 
if you took a look at the exit poll, the exit poll said, hey, look, anyone but the town should be running this. And so basically three of these options is the town doesn't run this anymore. And one is we continue to run it. So that would be that kind of concept. Um, would we be still involved in the part nine? We might, might not be. You know, it's, it, there's a lot of uh, variables. Maybe we go to the individuals who are at the airport and say, hey, look, you uh, five major companies there. We formed a part nine. If you want it, it's yours. If not, you know, but there, there's a lot of, it, it's again, it's a radical approach. Um, advantages, disadvantages. Some people feel like it's a shotgun wedding. Some people, you know, feel like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't do that kind of a concept. So, but it, 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 it's a viable option. My question was pretty much answered in the uh, in the presentation, but going back to uh, protective services, so whether depending on what happens, um, we will still provide that service to the airport, whether it's uh, one year, four years, eight years. That's correct. And logically, here's the here's a simple reason. The only other is the town of Grimshaw. The town of Grimshaw would have to do this. They would have to do some specialized training. Um, I believe in my heart and soul, they're not going to be spending that extra money to do that. I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but you know, like really, at the end of the day, they're the only other organization that could do that. So um, we have done it. We've been doing it uh, for this last little while. I mean, it'd be just it'd be just crazy not to. You know, it's almost the same distance from, from one to the other, and you know, it's uh, you know, that's that would be the recommendation because it, it is an important service, and and when you look at it, yes, we say it's seventy three thousand, but it is, but it isn't. All right, um, it, it's the training that we have to do. It is, um, you know, always being on site, being prepared for that. Um, uh, but when there's an actual situation that occurs out there. Uh, and believe me, there probably won't be, but, but if there is, we, we'll, we'd be prepared to, to respond to that. And, and of course, the organization will have insurance and we will bill them for that actual call, but uh, we won't bill them for the actual making sure that we are prepared to do that. And that's sort of like the way to get back to ensure that the airport is at a certain level. Okay, um, I'll ask some questions here. <coughs> So I'm trying to understand the difference between one and three. Yeah. So we have a divestment strategy, uh, which you're calling Proposal B. Correct. Is Proposal A, uh, uh, you're not recommending at all Proposal A because the costs are are much larger and, and uh, with no guarantees after year eight about operation of the airport. So if you remember right at the very beginning, one of the reasons why we issued out the RFP in the first place, one of the components was to see if there's ways we could decrease costs, you know, for ourselves and the municipal partners. Um, option A uh, basically failed that completely. You know, it was, yeah, we can still run the airport. We can get that airport running for you. We'll do it for you. But it didn't keep, decrease the cost. It didn't guarantee the cost would come down. Um, 
and also, so that was one of the big concerns. The second one, if you take a look, and we wanted to keep the airport open, they weren't going to guarantee they were going to keep the airport open after eight years. So that was the second uh, strike that came there. And, and we, we went back and forth. We did a whole bunch of different little components trying to uh, uh, see how we can do this. And uh, just uh, just wasn't successful, unfortunately. So why do you have one and three? Uh, you have a divestment so, proposal. So, I haven't finished the question. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, you have one that uh, talks about a divestment uh, pro uh, agreement proposal and the other one about forming a partnering company. Um, so, uh, so we, uh, I don't even understand why three is actually listed here, but um, why, why would, uh, but you told me the divestment agreement would have a guarantee <coughs> if, so is this divestment agreement is the company that's proposing the divestment agreement, are they a non-profit? They would be a non-profit, that is correct. Would they, um, and I believe anyone can be a part nine company, are they a part nine company as well then? Um, they might be a part nine company, they might be uh, just a non-profit, there's different levels of non-profit, so uh, that would be the discussions that will be. Okay. And and the, the actual board will then be brought forward, everything like that. Uh, so, uh, which is important. So, um, but you've, you've said that proposal B, if there is a, uh, lack of a better term, a bankruptcy declaration, the the lands and the assets, physical assets, revert back to either the town of Port Peace River or one of the municipalities or a combination of the municipalities. So there, there's, a, there's a couple of components that are involved in that. So there's the agreement that you will have with the individual company. Uh, and then the second component is uh, uh, when nonprofits actually uh, uh, literally collapse. So it's, uh, certain types of nonprofit companies, when they collapse, their assets have to go back to the municipality. So technically, the municipality would be the MDF peeps because they're the owners of that and uh, the property. Um, however, uh, there could be some options in which we put it into the agreement that uh, no, it goes to the yeah. I can see them. No, no, we don't want this option right now. <laughs> But we could put into the option that uh, you know uh, it could be uh, uh, any of the five partners if they wanted to, um, and and so that's why it's it's the, the dirty details that are coming into it and and uh, coming forward. That's why this isn't a done deal uh, because at the end of the day there might be some organizations saying we're just you know we just don't want to move forward with this. The difference between one and three is is we're actually setting up this part nine company and then we're actually actively going on out and we're saying hey look would you like to be part of this or would you not want to be part of this you know uh, this also came from if you take a look at it um, this was one of the issues that was brought forward by some citizens saying hey we'd like this but if you also look at the the uh, uh, issues that we had uh, uh, in the exit polling some people said we don't want the, the part nine so that's why we, we have put it up here if the council wants to to look at it as an option um, but it's totally up to council's uh, decision. So one is a separate company, 
and the other one is we set up the part-time company and then we turn it over. Well, uh, my recollection is we did talk about a part-time company for the municipalities and I was actively involved in those discussions and uh, it was determined to be a, uh, a cost to set up the company and to uh, to adhere to all the uh, uh, to all the I's and crossing all the T's and uh, there was a feeling amongst the municipalities that that was a cost we didn't need to incur so uh, mm -hmm. and um, the good thing is tonight they can say that publicly again if they wish and that's the so what what is the status quo option you're saying status quo is number two yeah status quo is number two so what we, we just would do in the status quo is we would uh, basically you would start to look for a new airport manager we, we have we're, we have the, that position contracted out right at this particular moment but then we would also look at a lot of cost savings uh, uh, implementations that we'd be bringing forward to council and they would be radical cost savings uh, I will let you know that uh, because the, the expenses that are at the airport are, are very high um, and we would like I said there will be there'll be a, a lot of cost saving uh, proposals we'd be bringing forward but that gets us no further ahead because uh, part of the issue over the last year is to get the service users to pay service fees and they have expressed an unwillingness to to uh, to take on those extra fees um, uh, so I'm not sure if but you're saying that uh, the status quo would be status quo in terms of structure the town of Peace River would continue to be the operational manager uh, there would still continue to be funding uh, from the partners uh, we would be the managing opera operator and owner and uh, and your caveat to all of that is we need to we need to uh, reduce the costs on that airport and uh, council can expect some major uh, cost initiative reductions which may not be palatable uh, and one of them that you're throwing out there right now so that people know what the uh, what that might entail is shutting down the uh, airport terminal that is correct that is definitely correct your worship okay and um, I guess the benefit of a part nine company is those we would while well, we would turn over the assets to this particular part nine company however it's formed um, we they if they folded for one reason or another those the lands and the physical assets would still revert back to uh, the town of Peace River and or the surrounding municipalities correct uh, and the and I guess the benefit of that is it creates a, a part nine company creates a legal firewall between us uh, and, and the airport that that is correct but that would also be a uh, with that with that uh, pro be part of number one uh, proposal B which the divestment agreement so we um, 
for the life of the divestment agreement. Um, well, I, uh, divestment agreement, we, uh, we there would be a firewall, a legal firewall. A there's, a legal fire, there's a legal firewall, but not a political firewall between one and three. So what the, the big difference between one and three is this, is number one, we are divested completely of the airport. So there is no municipal support after two years other than the fire support that we've been providing. Um, in number three, technically we'd be still having someone who would most likely be on this board. Therefore, there will be political interference and uh, um, that and pressure that comes from individuals. And we've seen that political pressure where uh, they'll go not only to us, they'll go to the other municipalities to try and convince uh, whoever is appointed to the board on the part nine uh, under number three to vote or do things their particular way. Um, if you truly want to take the politics out, which by the way was one of the comments that was made that uh, take the politics out of this whole operation of the airport, the best way to do it would be number one under, you know, because then what happens, you get the individuals who are intelligent, who know how to operate airports, they've done it for you know uh, a while, they have vested interest in that, making sure that it stays open, as opposed to councils who will be, you, if you want to make some tough cutting decisions, I'll tell you right now, the one that I just threw out right now, your phone is probably going to be ringing when you get home. You know, it's, it's, that's just the way it is because some individuals say this is absolutely horrible and they'll say you need to have NAP Canada. Now I'll tell you, I'll be quite honest with you, there's a good possibility NAP Canada is not going to be there anyway. They are looking at consolidating basis. So we were informed that, we were informed that uh, they are uh, making larger locations um, and there's a possibility because A, we don't have air transportation services here anymore that NAP Canada will be moving anyway. So hence we could have a building that right now the only tenant who is in there is a rental car. So we're spending $120,000 keeping this building up one running um, and we'll get a minuscule amount of money in return. So you have to make tough decisions like that. And, uh, and you know, like I could see that. I could see people are like, oh my goodness, you know, we can't make these decisions. Well, yeah, you know, you have to make that. So if I understood number one correctly, it's a divestment agreement, the divestment uh, part of it uh, finishes after two years. Uh, yeah, the, as in the financial support, we would uh, divest them almost immediately. You know, uh, the, the goal would be is if we go with with number one, we'd start the process, and we should have the divestment completed by the end of May at the latest. And the uh, and the financial so, support would go for two years. And the in the divestment agreement. You, um, what what happens if this company uh, under proposal B says that we know a lot? We we feel that we can uh, we can make a profit, and we uh, we would like to move from non-profit status to for-profit status. Um, what? Well, how how does how is the agreement affected, and particularly how does that affect uh, um, the return of assets and and lands associated with the airport if if it uh, moves to a for-profit and runs into a bankruptcy situation? 
that I, I can't speculate on, uh, Your Worship. Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, we will go to Deputy Manager. Thank you. Can you uh, go back to the slide that has um, the one and two types? Okay. And can you just. Okay. So this one. Uh, 9.3 million at the end of eight years, and who knows after eight years. Correct. Okay, and then the next, so this is the one that uh, Mayor Tarpey was Correct. spending quite a bit of time on. Okay, um, so a nonprofit though, um, we put an RFP out there, and if there's a company that's wanting to send, okay, here we are, we're doing the nonprofit thing. They at that point in time would develop their board of directors sure. from whoever, whatever they wanted. Okay, so I guess. Um, One of the proposals on that, uh, okay, on that is they, they wanted a majority of the uh, proposals are, are local individuals. So okay. the board is either going to be five or seven. Um, I, 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 uh, but that, at that point, the majority will be local, prominent uh, business individuals uh, that have some interest uh, at the airport. Okay, thank you. Can you now go back to the one through four um, slide? Okay, that one. Sorry. Um, no, 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 the other way. Oh, sorry, four. There we go. Keep sorry. going. Yeah. Okay, so for option two, um, we recently had an airport manager who uh, had his uh, his safety stuff was all up to date. His regulation stuff was all up to date. Um, he managed, made innovations at the airport, seemed to be going well. Then career opportunity arrives, and he goes on to um, an advancement in his career. So my concern with uh, option two is finding a qualified airport manager with a good background that would actually stay here rather than be looking for a career advancement that might turn up at a bigger airport. Geez, I like airports a lot. I'll take the job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my concern with two. Um, the Part 9 company. Um, okay, so Part 9 company, can it come back to say the town of Peace River was one of these reps on the board and uh, say, okay, municipality, uh, we're having difficulty this year. Um, kick in um, so much of your mill rate. That's correct. They can also uh, ask for funding if uh, the capital the cap falls apart. They, they can, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of components with that part nine company. Yeah. On, on number three, because what would happen is the town and whoever else participated in it is equally responsible at that time for the full operations of the airport. So if they had a difficult year, they could come back like we like we see on our tax bill, the education levy is this or that. They could come back and... It, it wouldn't be a levy. They would just say, okay, work over this amount of money. Because and we would have to. Owners and yeah, because you're responsible. You've appointed someone to that board. Therefore, they are responsible for that. Okay. And uh, let's see what else I've got here. Um, I, I guess I'm concerned that whatever happens, that it be uh, a company that, if it's a board of directors situation, that those directors have some knowledge about A, operating a, a nonprofit, and B, operating an airport. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's it for now. Uh, Mr. Downey? Mr. Good. 
your worship uh, coming last usually your questions have gone along already so thanks Elaine that was my last one but Chris can you go back to the proposal B scenario one more time please so earlier you talked about um, that we would assume the current environmental liabilities but you're saying correct. in this proposal they would yeah, so no this is we assume the current environmental okay so, so what will technically happen is a, a piece of land is going to be basically not transferred over that is a piece that the federal government was supposed to have cleaned up we will then try to get the federal government to clean it up and if that happens then we would transfer that component over so but we have to separate that out okay no the things that that were concerning me we've addressed with the exception of that so okay good question um point number seven it says new businesses pay taxes yeah so so what happens here is is um, the proponent uh, had some concepts of bringing in some new businesses and expanding lots. Um, with those lots, uh, that would be new hangers, and that would be new businesses that come on in. So any new business that come on in would be paying the taxes, and um, so there will be no exemption. So even if currently right now the land is exempt because there's no activity occurring on it right now, once they make it into a commercial property, then it becomes uh, taxable. And that that fund should be going to the MDFPs. Okay. Because the the other concern that I had was when a nonprofit moves to a for-profit, and I think that's a lot more complicated than just stating it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and I and I know that currently the research that I've done that isn't something that's been happening. But yeah. but thanks. Okay. Uh, Mr. Good. Yeah, I have. Um, I think this is mostly regarding option B. Uh, my understanding is that if I heard you answer the mayor correctly, um, that the that was a non-profit option. Am I correct? That is correct, Your Okay. Is that a is that an existing non-profit or is that a private company that was set up a non-profit arm? No, it would be a brand new non-profit company and, and uh, a company would not own the non-profit. It would be a, a, a total separate entity by itself. It'd be like us if we set up a, a part nine. Uh, we wouldn't technically own it even though we're, we have shares. It'd be a non-shared, uh, um, so it would be a, it's considered, uh, no, there's ones in which there's shares directly um, and this one's a non-shared one, so. Oh, okay, so understanding that, then there would be protections in place that and I'm envisioning a case where a private company um, where it's not an existing nonprofit, so if somebody, somebody or some entity is going to set up the nonprofit, and is that a private company that would be setting up the nonprofit? Sorry, can you say that again, sir? Well, the, the non-profit you're discussing does not already exist, am I correct? No, the non-profit does not exist at this particular moment. So it's a company or an entity that would be setting up a non-profit? Or an organization or a group of individuals or, yeah. Okay, and they would set up, a, if they set up a non-profit, then there would be assurances within that, uh, that nonprofit that they would be independent and be making decisions independent of any corporate influences from the outside. 
Yeah, so what would happen is they would have their articles. The board of directors. Yeah, they would have their articles of association that would do, uh, basically lay out exactly, you know, uh, their rules of, of what their, uh, how, how they come to be and and, uh, and how they go forward. But yeah, because uh, what happens here is, is you don't want a particular individual company that uh, has a stranglehold of, 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 a, of the airport, let's just put it that way. Uh, you want it so that they'll, you're going to try and keep it so that it, it, it stays, is it, it, well, it's independent, you know, just that's basically the concept of it. That would be my only concern is that if it's an entity setting up a nonprofit to run the airport, that they would um, have structures that would ensure the independence from other entities existing at the airport. Yeah. And, and the concept is to transfer it to the, 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 the nonprofit, not to an entity or organization or group of individuals. Okay, that, that's fine. That sort of answered my question. I just want the assurance of independence. Yep. So I got to follow up on that. So, uh, so my understanding is that under Proposal B, a, um, a nonprofit uh, is, is developed uh, an agreement is signed between the town, who's the current landowner, and the, uh, the the nonprofit. So, in that agreement, and this this is goes back to my original question. So, in that nonprofit agreement, uh, will can we uh, put in a statement that says you can't go to a for-profit, you have to dissolve, return the lands to the town of Peace River, uh, and and then if you intend to go become a for-profit, you would have to uh, basically make a, a purchase. I believe, I believe totally the, the way that it works is, is that when a non-profit actually uh, dissolves. They don't have the access to those, those assets. Those assets they can't use for personal profit. They can't use for the shareholders. They can't turn it over to that. So one of the, uh, the stipulations was is, and when we looked at the um, exit poll was, if the entity failed, do we get this opportunity to have that uh, of those those assets back? And we would put that into the agreement. I don't know how long that stipulation contract can go. So there are some time frames, um, but that would be one of the things that we we come on back and I'd, I'd inform council. So it might be 10 years we can only do the stipulation. It might be 20 years that we can only do the stipulation. Um, we might have the first right of refusal, and, and in that case, it might be we turn this over for this amount and we get it back for one dollar. Right. You know, um, that's what we have with the federal government. So the federal government at any time could have taken back the airport for one dollar. They had exactly 10 years to do so. So in 2006, that agreement ended, you know. Um, so, um, uh, but and generally, the, 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 it's, it's, it's 10 years, if I can remember correctly, possibly, you might be able to stretch it out to 20. <coughs> the council of the day thought they could squeeze an extra $5 by hanging on to this. <laughs> um, so, I, and, and I'll uh, just speak my mind here. So I, I, uh, 
I like proposal B, but I am concerned about the agreement, uh, the, uh, a possible move by this organization from nonprofit to for-profit, uh, them running into uh, bankruptcy trouble, and we would lose lose uh, access to those physical assets um, and, and that land. So, uh, but um, where was it going with this? Um, the, uh, so, but the way you described how this process will, will go is uh, what you're hoping to get out of today is a motion to pursue one of these options. Uh, you, and uh, um, my preference would be this option, but uh, depends on what council says. Uh, and then, but you're saying, um, and we won't know uh, who this organization is uh, 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 until, um, say, this coming Monday, or perhaps it's the Monday after that at a, at a next regular council meeting, where the agreement would have been gone through. We council then gets an opportunity to ratify it and to feel comfortable if the uh, if there well in this case my concern is is met if that's the wish of council that's that's the correct so the purpose is not okay we're now awarding it to a particular organization what it is is motion basically would be uh, it would give me the authorization to enter into the final negotiations legal authority so if you remember correctly I, we were negotiating with a couple of different organizations and we we're trying to use certain parameters that we wanted to get into. Uh, I couldn't get the actual legal documents set up. So this is what this does. This now puts together all the legal documents so that it can then go bring them back to council and say, here's the final documents. This is the final group. Here's the group of individuals that are here. Uh, this is the board of directors. Here's this. Are you fine with it? And then that's the whole concept of what I'm looking for. Uh, with this proposal tonight, if you think option proposal B uh, is the one that you want to go with. Um, time frame is, if we were to go with this one, from beginning to end, my anticipation is by the end of May at the latest, we would actually have everything finalized so that the turnover occurs. We might have the ratification though, maybe in two council meetings, it might be three council meetings of the actual documents. But again, doesn't mean I'm signing off on the documents, doesn't mean it's a done deal tonight. It will be the next council meeting, here's the final thing. Here is it, here's the all the nuts and bolts and all the nitty gritty. So, um, and that's that's all I'm looking for right at this particular night. And, and because I don't have that ability to actually finish off the, the last little bit. Yeah. I will ask for one last round of questions from council before we go to recess. If you don't mind going back to the slide that shows along the four, the one to four, the oh, one to four, I'm sorry. So if I'm understanding correctly, um, I understand number one, number two. So number three, forming a part nine company, you're talking about this council and possible other municipal neighbors. Yes. So option four, depending on what happens. Option four also gives the opportunity for 
somebody under the RFP process to form their own parkland company. Am I understanding that correctly? That's the most radical way to do it. Uh, I don't recommend that one, but uh, what would happen is you could notice of 18 months. Uh, the reason 18 months, then legally we're fine um, to do that. Um, it is it's it is too radical in my personal opinion. But but the council said, hey, this is the way they go. We go that route now. But it, it is a viable. It is an option. It is an option. And and, and then what it does though, it really forces the issue out there for individuals saying, hey, look, you know, we feel this is important. We'll step up to the plate. Now, um, to be quite honest, I think with option number one, uh, right up there, proposal B, um, that is. Uh, You've already found someone, you know. Whereas number four, you're, you're hoping someone come to the table. Right? That's the big difference. And, and I think four leaves people a bad taste in them all personally. I guess there is a fifth option, though. Yes. And that fifth option is to uh, redo the RFP process. We could do that too. and look for uh, new new individuals. So what we're going to do is we're going to do recess or DM. I think we. I'm, I'm interested to hear from. Yeah. So we're uh, we'll do 30 minutes of recess. I think each of the municipalities has an assigned room. I think for their benefit, uh, uh, Ms. Hume and Mr. Down. <laughs> I I don't want to interrupt your conversation, but uh, I think we should try and print out a. Um, print out these PowerPoint slides so the municipalities, uh, uh, they may be interested in, in, in referring to them and uh, this way they'll have a copy uh, should they want to refer to them. If I may. Yeah. Would it, would it be possible to have that, the slides uh, emailed to me so I can use them here while I'm also considering it? Yeah. Okay, and with that we'll be done. Okay, uh, we will recess for 30 minutes. Your Worship, uh, so the washrooms are downstairs. Orrin will escort County of Northern Sunrise and Orrin will escort County of Northern Lights and the MD of Peace is right at the bottom of the stairs and Grimshaw is back this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Please remember this uh, moment whenever I'm late for a meeting. <laughs> yeah, right. You said 30 minutes. Yeah, that's every time coming <laughs> Okay, very good. So um, I will uh, reconvene the, uh, the special meeting on the RIP proposals for the Peace River Regional Airport. And what we will have are the, uh, we will start out with uh, Northern Sunrise County uh, if they want to approach the speaker's table uh, to put forward their comments. Um, and we will also, uh, be aware that we will also we may very well ask you questions just to elicit further information. Uh, I don't think that we need to tell people to uh, to not go on and on, uh, but you do have 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, so uh, uh, Ms. Carolyn Kolababa is uh, speaking for Northern Sunrise County. Uh, please, Carolyn, go ahead. Thank you, uh, Your Worship. The uh, scheduled error, I was very disappointed in all the documentation that was repeated, scheduled error was not mentioned. Our, our belief is that scheduled error should be a priority at that airport and it should be brought back. The uh, 1.4 million over the two years, um, that uh, money would be committed um, upfront, or how would that work? The expectation is that after uh, two years, there would be no more funding from municipal um, governments. And we would like to know how is in these documents, are you going to guarantee that as soon as the municipal government stops giving this not-for-profit money, that they still will continue to uh, operate for the long term? Um, what else did we have? Oh yeah, the, is it possible to supply Peace Server Council with uh, the information without having the name of the proponent on it from each of the uh, proposals? Because I think the town council should see those proposals. If they don't, if you want to keep the name away from them, then that's fine. But they should at least see it so they can make the decision. I find sometimes when I look at a document, I interpret it one way, but somebody else looks at it and they're interpreting it another way. And so I don't think that the town council is getting a fair shake if they don't see those. The um, uh, security uh, town. Oh, and um, how are you ensuring the security of the forestry uh, component at that airport? I'm sure, what was that last one? How are you the, uh, ensuring that the nonprofit will keep the forestry happy at the airport through this? And I guess other than that, because uh, I, I feel um, almost like it's Groundhog Day. I came, we came to one meeting and we went through this and now we're coming back to a meeting and I'm still not sure that I have any answers uh, any more than what I had in the past. So for us to make a decision um, on which one of these that you should do, I'm afraid that probably won't happen because we don't have the information that we need to make a decision and our council does not make a decision at um, a meeting other than council's chambers, unless it's absolutely emergency. So that would be our questions. Are you good with that? Yeah. All right, thank you. Do you want to ask me any? Um, any questions? No. 
It's pretty hard to question the question, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I could do it. One hand, yes, but there's no doubt that you could. Close to 20 minutes. Do you want to answer those questions now, Mr. Boykin? I'll try to answer as many as I can. Um, so for, for the first thing is, is as for forestry and uh, air ambulance, um, the, the idea is to try and be um, um, cooperative with the, the organizations to, to keep them happy. But you also have to remember that the uh, provincial government, uh, if they cut their funding and they say, which they have done with forestry, and they say, okay, look, your, your, for, your, your funding has been cut. And we're saying, we're still enforcing our landing fees. And uh, these are our landing fees to keep us operating. Um, there has to be a give and take in the, in the aspect of it. We shouldn't have to be, uh, and the town of Peace River is being, and, and our municipal partners, downloaded on. So um, uh, one of the things we're trying to get to them and what they want is they want a couple of lots on Arisada. So that's a, a prominent um, issue that they want. Um, and this is one of the things that I believe that the new entity will ensure will occur. Uh, there's lots uh, 13, 14, 15. Um, uh, I think 14 and 15 is uh, ones that they would like. So that's just one way to help, like, keep them happy, you know, uh, so that you get that air side uh, type uh, lots. Because right now they operate partially on one side of air side. It's, not, it, it's kind of a lot, but it isn't a lot far away from where their, their camp base is. So lots uh, 14 and 15 is closer to the camp base. And so. Um, We've informed um, of both agencies that that's important for them. Um, I'm sure they'll work it out. And scheduled air? Uh, scheduled air. So the issue with scheduled air is there's only so much they can do now. There was one of the proponents actually, oh, I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a limited amount of uh, air rides that are out there. It is advantageous for whether it's us or the uh, nonprofit to get another air service here. It's to the tune of approximately 1.1 million on average, um, because that's basically what we've been getting for ACAP. And what I mean by getting doesn't mean every year we got a check for 1.1 million. It means that if you were to take the last eight years of, of funding that we've received from ACAP, it's averaged about 1.1 million. Um, so it's advantageous for them to get that service so that they can bring air transportations here. But having said that, even if they do get that, they can't guarantee what kind of a schedule is going to be. As, as you saw the last airline, they were trying to juggle with, uh, with schedules. Uh, the schedules went to you know, a couple of days a week, that didn't help out. It was just a slow down those file. So I guess that I will make it a little clearer. Scheduled air is vital, in my opinion, and in our council's opinion to this area. We would like to see active, and we would like to see how active and how you are doing it in, get, in trying to get scheduled air here. The other part of this, um, uh, this budget that you gave us from Fort Million and the other one was from, sorry, La Crete, um, they don't have scheduled flights. So I'm kind of saddened that we wouldn't have got one like maybe high level, um, which would be similar more to that airport that we're talking about here. Um, yeah, so I, we just wanted, wanted you to hear that. Okay. Okay, is that, thank well, you, Mr. Chair. Okay. There was, there was, um, um, so there's actually more than one, there was a, uh, 
After the two years, um, yeah, so that somebody isn't going to come back to us and say, "Okay, we're shutting the door," and um, unless the municipalities they they'll hold us hostage, and then they'll say, "You have to uh, pay us some more money." So the the, the proposal that was put forward uh, uh, had some drastic cuts that they were going to be implementing. There was also some increased fees that they were looking at. There was also some, and when we talk about cuts, we're talking about personnel, individuals. They feel that uh, uh, the airport could be operated with less uh, individuals that currently the town have right now. So they would not be having, we have approximately four and a half uh, um, uh, equivalents that uh, uh, operate at the airport. And they, they believe that most likely what will happen is, is it will be going to a registered airport, most likely, uh, no matter what they do, uh, they will not be able to keep these certification. And therefore, they, have, um, they don't need as many people. So, are you saying it will be decertified? I believe it's going to be decertified, no matter what, whether we keep it or or whatever, unless the federal government, which we asked them to, is to keep it certified. And uh, because we need that second, we need an airline in here. To, that's one of the criteria for keeping a certified airline, or sorry, a certified airport. So how long were, did the federal government give you to before they said we do certify? They unofficially has said one year. One year? And when did that clock start? Oh, that started January 1st. So we've got basically one year. That's why if we're looking at trying to do something, whether it's with us or with this private organization, as soon as we can uh, get the ball rolling, more they can implement. As you know, it's like I said, is uh, Dawson Creek took two years to get West Jenner there. But they also have a lot of parameters that we don't have. We don't have the security here. I know, but uh, are we willing to risk and risk in the downturn of this economy that we're going to let that airport shrivel up, and then when we get a good um, a good uh, economy back again, we don't have that capability. So, I, so even if you don't have the tower, there is capability of having individuals uh, embark and disembark in it. And, uh, uh, one of the other lots, uh, hangars, uh, facilities that, that are out there. You don't need the actual tower itself. Uh, but we have the know. asset, right? It is sad to lose the asset. Yeah. So I would strongly hope that Council would uh, think about that before they make a decision tonight that will jeopardize the future of us trying to be economically viable in the region. And as we do contribute um, already to the airport and um, by the looks of it, um, if you guys decide the direction you're going, that we will be continue to contribute to that airport. But you know, there's a lot more to it than just um, the bottom line, Chris. And I, I am feeling like um, the, the decision has already been made by management. So it, that worries me. I, I want the council, that's why I want them to get the paperwork. So you can scratch the names off, but get them the paperwork so they can read it. Because it's your responsibility as councillors to do so. Thank you. So I take it uh, you're you're not stating a preference. Nope. For it. Well, we can't. Uh, yeah. So are you offering a fifth option? Nope. Because we uh, want to see the paperwork. My council, my council wouldn't make a decision if they didn't see it either. Cross out the names and have a look at the paperwork that's been created. Make that perfectly clear, but. You don't have a fifth option that no. you want to put on the table. Okay. No. All right, am I good? Yeah. All right, thank you. So if I can call on the County of Northern Lights to come to the, uh, to the
the speaker's table before the comments and questions. Yeah, uh, Terry and Gary and Reed to the County of Northern Lights. Thank you, Mayor, Council, and all your staff for inviting us here tonight. Uh, so the Reed of Northern Sunrise brought up some points that we never really discussed, but what we did discuss is by sort of by process of elimination of the four options that were presented. Option one is really the only option that we see as a good option moving forward. Although we are curious who the proponent is, and we respect your reasons for not giving that. Uh, and I guess if it's done openly, it shouldn't matter. But uh, that's that's more of a statement than a question. So, so if we went with that option B, and we're good with the ten points that were outlined under that option, uh, but in addition, we're just wondering what would happen if a nonprofit ceases after the two-year funding agreement from the regional partners. Will the divestment contract agreement assure that these assets are returned to the town at server? So I guess, you know, you know in, a, in a simple terms, we don't want somebody coming in there, funded two years by the municipality partners, and then say, oh, well, we're, we're done. What's going to happen to everything? I, I think you touched on that before, Chris, in your, in your presentation, but we just want a clarification on that. And, and secondly, should a nonprofit, if that's the route that your council goes with, decide to do a major cost-saving program similar to what the town was considering and mothball the terminal, what will that do for the future attraction of scheduled air services? Because uh, again, we agree that uh, scheduled air services are important and uh, would there be any clause that would require the nonprofit to maintain and continue operating the terminal while that process, while, we're, while you guys are hunting or while we're trying to attract a, a scheduled air service? So. I think that was kind of our main points, and I mean, uh, I'll kind of restate what the, the Reed of Northern Sunrise said to you. This is kind of a, this is really not much new information for us tonight. We've seen this presented before, so it's kind of a hamster wheel of, of uh, we're not, we haven't really drilled down to anything specific yet. Uh, but you did lay out the four options, and so again, like I said in my opening, I said we, by a process of elimination, we didn't see the other three options as, as being uh, any appetite for them with our council, so that would leave option one as a preferred one, which I, I kind of gather in the presentation from Chris that that's sort of the direction that the town is leaning towards too, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, if you have any questions for me. It's, sorry, can I go? Uh, council makes a decision, whatever it is. It's yeah. a, the administration that we, we deliberately didn't say, okay, which one? Yeah, let me answer that. So, we gave uh, administration specific instructions to uh, to make this a blind. Uh, well, we didn't want names coming up because, as you very well know, there is uh, uh, there uh, there is uh, there there is a. Uh, possibility that well there let's put it this way there uh, there are and uh, there are some antagonistic uh, parties towards council uh, in this town and uh, we felt that perhaps they would uh, uh, well certainly this uh, the party that I'm thinking of seems to know how to run an airport better than anyone else and uh, we did not want that. We did not. Uh, should they have put in an RFP 
we did not want uh, personalities to uh, sway any decisions. Yeah, and, and I and I respect that. I think it's just more of a curiosity thing. But we totally respect your reasons for keeping it uh, blind, and for the reasons that have been explained to us more than once now. So yeah, and, no. and the big difference between the November meeting and now is this one is actually now public. The, the other one was in camera. And so now we had to make a basically a public decision along with our municipal partners. And so uh, this is this was the reason why. Yeah, so there's a little bit new information, but basically at the end of the day is um, the big key was is you know principle we have uh, an agreement before we didn't, you know, so now we do but again it's it'll need to go forward if council decides that they want to go this way. Thank so, you, uh, Mr. Ungarian, you don't uh, have a fifth option or, or option five, six, or seven no. to put no, on? That's, uh, I guess, not ours to lay out. I mean, I, I suppose we could suggest one, but again, it's uh, your. Well, we, we're open to suggestions yeah. if they're. No, we, uh, we never discussed a fifth option. So that's... And, and, and one last thing specifically for the terminal, the terminal itself, uh, excellent point. When we say uh, mothballing, it's not going to be so closed up so that uh, it'll rot. The idea is to keep the heat on, water going, uh, but you keep the cost down to minimum. Uh, so what we'll have is we've got a total savings, uh, but there is uh, a significant savings uh, with that facility. So that if, for some example, we do have a, you know, uh, a new organization. If the entity doesn't want to use the terminal, they can use another facility, but they also have the option of using the terminal too. because. Um, the study, if you took a look at that, the exit study that we did, one of the things wasn't the terminal uh, use for the uh, uh, air uh, transportation service that they used, believe it or not. That was used for the restaurant. And that had to have been a better uh, use of all the facilities that were out there than anything else. Um, I think it was a 65% people had, uh, had stated they had used that restaurant within them or family member within the last five years. And uh, so those facilities are still there, still open, hopefully track. You know. Yeah, well, no, I, 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 I wasn't suggesting oh, that the wrecking ball was going to come in and yeah. demolish it or anything, but so you're saying that it, it'll be on an idle kind of a state, and then if something, you know, if there was an air schedule there was interested, it would be nothing to. If they wanted to use that facility, again, you, you also have to look at, you know, scheduled, uh, scheduled air services are only once or twice a week. They might use a different facility, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, um, but right now, it, it's a you, you do have to look at the bottom line overall at a facility like this and say where where can you economically and also responsibly with the taxpayers' money. Not everybody has big pockets, and so you can just go into the pockets and say, okay, oh, we'll just pay this and pay that. Uh, especially in this next little while, we are going to have some difficulties, and we know that, and you guys are going to know that, right? I mean, you you guys have. Uh, uh, you take a look at uh, your issues with the linear assets and everything like that. There's major problems, and so we have to be responsible with all our municipal partners. And, and just as a point of information, uh, our municipality operates an airport, as you're aware. Uh, we call it the Manning Airport. Yes. You know, it's uh, the County of Northern Lights, 100% owned and operated. And we were, we were a, a certified airport, and we decertified when you registered. Because we have no scheduled air service and probably never will. I mean, if Peace River County Track Run, I'm not sure as I don't think Manning is going to. And uh, basically, still allows ability uh, ability for charters to come in, air ambulance to come in. Forestry can still operate private. 
aircraft can operate and that saved uh, our operator at the time. He's a visual guy. He brought in a stack of binders this tall, that's what he needed for a certified airport. And it went down to one binder to become registered, so it cut down his workload by tenfold and still have all the same services required. So that probably I can see that uh, as being an option. So. Thank you. Thank you. And you pay him less? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> actually, quit. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Um, I'm assuming that nobody from council had any questions for Mr. Ingram. Okay. Uh, I will now ask uh, the Municipal District of Peace 135 to come forward with their comments and questions. Thank you very much for, for letting us have our uh, say here. It it's always looks different on this side of the <laughs> um, Most of the questions have already been asked. Um, we too struggled with uh, uh, a, a decision on, on uh, what proponent would be best based on uh, just the amount of information. And, and I agree with Carolyn with uh, Having council giving uh, getting the opportunity to, to to look at the proposals in detail, it certainly can look different from different people's viewpoints. So, um, the we do have a couple of questions uh, that that haven't been addressed yet. The first is probably um, if something happens, if something goes south with with a, an auction, and uh, the airport would have to revert. You keep saying to a municipality. Uh, I mean, our concern is um, I, we feel that I mean, the airport is the, the property of the town of East River. You guys have run it admirably over the years, given the circumstances that you have, and um, you know, because it resides within the within our MD, it's obviously a little bit of a different situation for us, and uh, we're hoping that the the proponent and the way the contract is written that it will revert back to the town of Peace River. Not, not that we're looking to, to dump uh, something on you guys that that, uh, that uh, is going to cause a problem, but it's just, I think it's a, a function of, uh, of uh, uh, us having the ability to actually look after an asset like that. I, you know, it would be extremely difficult for us. And I think you understand that. I, mean, uh, I think we had understand that, that, and I think if there was um, uh, something written into an agreement, I think um, given that it's in your municipality, we would give you the first right of refusal. Okay. So you, you'd be the first refuser. <laughs> do, do you want that now, or? <laughs> Why don't we wait till we come to that bridge? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that bridge never gets crossed. I, I mean, and, that, and that's the concept going into this process. Is if um, we thought that in two years this would be coming back to us, then I would I would say why waste the time? Personally, um, it would be a, a major waste of time and effort. Um, I do believe that uh, um, just looking at the proposals moving forward, that we come with a, a very beneficial. Uh, uh, plan moving forward, and, uh, and I think people will be surprised happy. Okay. 
Excuse me. Um, the, the second thing that it, it's just more of a, a logistical thing is the, the money for option B, where it says two years of funding. So when would that funding start? I mean, some of our partners have uh, commitments for one year at a time. So um, some are committed for longer term. So I'm just maybe asking on behalf of some of our partners. Well, I was hoping uh, that when we brought this up, I think in November 14th was at the uh, meeting, um, we, we did talk about the possibility of a divestment option. Yeah. And, and uh, did point out to the, uh, to the four, four partners, in addition to ourselves, that um, we, if that option were pursued, we would more than likely uh, be asking uh, people to, to be, to belly up to the bar, so to speak, for, for, uh, for two years. So, but I mean, is it, is it two years as of January 1 this year, or is it two years from when, okay. when the company was taking the actual takes over? Yeah. So, so if it's, our, our anticipation uh, is that if, if this is the preferred uh, proposal and the deal actually gets done, so there's still a lot of hiccups uh, during the whole process here. Uh, what might happen is, is the proponents themselves might step back and say, no, we're not doing this. Um, council might get the documents at the final end and they'll say, no, no, we don't like this or go back and make some changes. Uh, but the end goal is to have the complete turnover occur no later than the end of May. Okay. And so so, so the two years, the two years would start from June 1st? Correct. Okay. And, that's right. okay. yeah. and I think that's pretty well all I have. Do you have any, anybody have any questions real quick? Uh, this, this, I think, just because it was came up, and I guess this isn't a question for you, um, um, Reed, Willie. All the other meetings, it's been Bob. I'm having a hard time with that, and it's not you; it's me. Um, this would, that would, the, the 1.4 would basically be our current level of funding for two more years. So it's not like, so when you say belly up to the bar, it's just continue paying our yeah. current tab. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think Mr. Willing was indicating that some of the partners are are year to year. Uh, um, I, yeah. Uh, so there may be a second year that somebody might not uh, be willing to belly up to the bar, so to speak. But I think uh, I I got the impression that if there was a a divestment option on the table and and there was a certain level of comfort, if not a guarantee, that there would be no more funding after that. People would be willing to pay two years, uh, to put in two years worth of funding to get out of uh, paying for this airport in perpetuity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I'm not sure if I can offer that guarantee, but we will. That will be some of the more just. Uh, or discussion uh, prior to any ratification, I'm sure. Okay. I, I, I guess that would bring me to a lot. Uh, I mean, since you brought it up, I, um, would, would there be will there be further communication with the partners as you get closer to a decision? Uh, yeah. So um, 
I guess it's kind of next steps. And maybe yeah. I don't want to jump the gun, and maybe that's, if you we want to finish with that, that's yeah. fine. We, um, but, well, we, we publicize our agenda, but we, won't, we would make a point of uh, uh, forwarding you each of the, uh, uh, the partners any uh, uh, we are giving you advance notice when we uh, we intend to when when administration intends to bring an agreement in front of us and when we would uh, look to do the ratification okay good if uh, if proposal a or if proposal B well I think in, in any of the options even the one where we would maintain status quo. Yeah. We would uh, definitely keep, because status quo would be, we'd probably be asking you to continue the funding for next. Well, they all have, they years. all have their ramifications. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So hopefully years. people understand that. So you don't have an option five, Mr. Olick? No, I don't. What about? I, I, I talked to Dan today, Dan Williams, and tried to get him to put in some money, but uh, he, right. he wasn't biting on that one at all. So. Right. And, and your your uh, three year membership in the Conservative Party was worth nothing? Is that, is that what you were saying? I didn't know I had one. But, uh, <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> I didn't yeah, realize he didn't, that he didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I was safe. So, uh, so I, I did present, uh, I did ask Mr. Uh, Mr. Parker, to, to put option, uh, I did suggest an option five uh, many months ago, and that was to sell the airport to the Chinese and have the Chinese Air, <laughs> air Force come in. And I'm sure we could get federal government intervention at that point. But we said uh, foreign ownership rules would probably preclude that option. That's probably true. Okay, thank you. They don't even want their internet. Okay, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor Bob Regal, or uh, will it be Dave? Yeah, no, it will be Brian me. Allen. Okay, very good, thank you. Town and Grimshaw. Well, thank you for, thank you for inviting us tonight. Uh, basically, all of our questions have been previously asked by one of the municipalities. Okay. I think we're all on, on that same page. Uh, our caucus was very small, being myself, uh, so, our council, uh, when we talked about it after the November meeting, leaned to the uh, proposal B, uh, providing the, the provisos were met that if something went south, that the airport would be retained by the municipalities in some way, shape, or form. We have to have that airport. That, that is a necessity. Uh, and the other thing was the, the funding, that uh, after two years, that it was done. Uh, and, and basically, that that is it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thanks. Are there any questions for Mayor Regal? No, um, Tom. I have questions. Sort of overall. Okay. Um, one of the comments that I heard uh, about three or four times, and I and I really do understand it, is the um, sort of reticence to enter into an agreement uh, to some extent, not knowing who the party is, which. To my mind, there's two parts. There's knowing who the party is, and it's also knowing this, the substantive qualities of the, of the agreement that's coming. And if the, the only thing I, I would think I would kind of understood on my part is that what would, if we gave direction to 
sort of go with direct go with B for example that's not agreeing that that's the final analysis my understanding is that we would be getting a kind of a more fleshed out proposal that would be brought to council it would have a lot more detail and a lot more specificity and at that point we would be making a decision as to whether that's acceptable or not am I correct yes you are correct and I think that that would to some extent if I may I think that that's the assurance that I think some of our neighbors need if I'm, and if I'm incorrect I would hope they would speak up right after me but what they're looking for is that we're not going to jump in and go be this is it we're going to go for it that's the way she wrote that we're going to take a lot of due diligence and take a look at it does the option that comes to us and the agreement that comes to us cover the bases that we need cover protect the citizens of our region protect the taxpayers of our region and also go step further than we are right now in ensuring the longevity and the viability of our airport I, I'm assuming that that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> well, it, it is unless I'm unless I'm yeah. not unless I'm misunderstanding our neighbors' concerns. But I just want to make sure that that's what the concerns were, and and also that we we're hearing them. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think we've reiterated that point a few times already this evening. Thank you, uh, Mayor Riegel. So no fifth option? No. Very good. So um, right now, um, um, administration is requesting a decision um, in terms of administratively moving forward to pursue a uh, to to pursue one of the uh, four options. So your your recommendation, your number one recommendation <coughs> is, uh, could you put that into well, the words? Number one option is to accept the terms of proposal B and prepare a divestment agreement and direct administration to draft formal document transfer documents and bring back to council for ratification. Okay, um, and so that's your that's your number one recommendation. Yes. So uh, we'll just go around the table. Uh, just to get people, uh, Canvas uh, counselors' uh, preferences here, and uh, we will uh, we will ask uh, Mr. Scamhorn to put a motion on the table, given how much work he's done in the last uh, last uh, eight weeks on this file. So, uh, Councillor Downey, uh, Your Worship, oh, sorry. Uh, so again, clarification that uh, Councillor Good made was that uh, looking at proposal B is really just saying here's the actual go ahead to flesh out the the agreement um, the decision would be made in the future that that is correct it will come back to council the documents will come back at which point then uh, we'll also share with our principal partners and uh, we will have another meeting and at that point then council will either ratify that agreement or they will not or, and or we would move on to then our next one of the other options or entertain or bring back Correct. and get our our partners to come up with option five or six and, and it's basically it will be based on those those parameters that are set out there now there'll be some issues and and even with this this is with the issues of this evening you know um we'll make sure that the clauses are clear about you know how the process if uh, if the part nine fails or 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 the nonprofit, whatever or entity it is 
how those the assets come back, where they'll come back. That'll be very specific, and we'll make sure that there'll be a time frame, there'll be everything like that. So um, we heard that loud and clear, and we appreciate that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Reed Koababa would appreciate another version of Groundhog Day. <laughs> 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 or not. <laughs> I don't really have any questions. I'd like to thank the municipalities for their uh, questions, though, and uh, I've definitely heard that we uh, want uh, clarity, or they want clarity, so do we, I think, on um, the details of any forthcoming uh, document before it's actually finalized and voted on. Um, I know we're, well, we all seem to be uh, concerned about the airport and uh, worried about its, um, its viability well into the future. Um, I guess we just have to uh, also hope that um, uh, municipalities don't continue to basically be a major shareholder in the funding of whatever goes on at the airport. Um, as has been mentioned, we're facing uh, difficulties with uh, funding as well as anyone else is. And um, in a business case, that uh, sometimes means that hard decisions are made. And we're looking at one in terms of the airport right now. Um, I would like scheduled air to come, but you have to have people that are flying on those planes too. They need to be full and any proponent that uh, would say, I'll sign up and I'll bring the scheduled air to Peace River um, has to have some reason for doing that, which is usually passengers. Um, we are concerned about the medical implications in terms of doctors coming from elsewhere if we don't have uh, scheduled services. Um, we have to hope that they're talking to any airline they know too, I guess, saying, well, we'll be passengers. So with that, though, um, I would agree that uh, there's been a lot of work going into this. I think we're reaching a point where um, we're tired of meetings and whatnot. And uh, it's time to make a decision on a go-forward basis, see what happens with that. And once that time comes, which I'm understanding should be within three weeks, um, we might know further there or we're back to where we are right now. I guess that's it's com comment rather than question. Good. Uh, Councillor Good. Did we drop Councillor Good? Uh, why don't you uh, fill in uh, Councillor Ford? Sure, just to reiterate on Councillor Downing, uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer, and uh, Councillor Good's comments. Uh, with the go forward plan, my question would be to uh, the speakers from the, our surrounding municipalities. So, as far as the comments from uh, uh, Reef Kalababa, um, does this go forward plan about seeing those documents and the and the and the, or I should say the redacted documents and the go forward plan before the decision is made? Does that satisfy um, our municipal neighbors? Yes. Not that we vote here, but I'm saying yes. Anything else? No, that was it for me. Councillor Scanlon. Were we checking on uh, 
Mr. Good? Yeah, there? actually, he's on right He's now. ready? So okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you go, Mr. Councilor Good? Hello. Yes. Do you, uh, do you want to uh, make any final comments and uh, perhaps even state your Hello. reference? Hello. <laughs> Councilor Good, do you want to make any final comments there? Yes, the, the only comment I wanted to make is that I really do, do appreciate um, and, and appreciate the other councils coming to this meeting and very much appreciate their support of, of our process over the last period of time and also their input and their questions tonight. So thank you very much. I uh, will turn to you, Councillor Scanlon. Okay. Um, well, thank you to everybody for coming out tonight. Thanks to the people that came out and gave us feedback through the referendum process. It was uh, it was good to get uh, not only the the initial vote, although that that's very limited in a two choice kind of situation. Uh, fortunately, our elections aren't similar to the one south of the border. We get a little bit more nuance uh, here, but provided those limitations, uh, the exit poll was very richly undertaken by those that did come out. Um, so we got lots of feedback there. And, and um, I think in light of that, everyone else around here, if they've been reading what I've been up to, knows what I think about it. So I don't think I'm going to shock anybody. Um, so I would put forward a motion that we pursue proposal B and uh, direct administration to begin preparing those documents and we can get a look at those later and make a final decision. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself the prerogative of having a couple of comments here. So, yeah, I, I, my, my preference would also be uh, for your motion. I would vote in favor of that uh, because I see that as being the only motion that will be able to turn a sow's ear into silk purse. So, um, but we will be able to ratify that in a few weeks' time when. Uh, the details are flushed out. So uh, we have a motion on the table. Uh, all in favor of that motion? Say in favor. We didn't. Uh, uh, Mr. Good? In favor. Yeah, so uh, just record that as a unanimous decision. I, I was going to ask people if they wanted a recorded vote. Oh, is that right? Okay. Uh, it's like you're just so excited. Yeah. But yeah, being it was unanimous, I don't. Yeah. Right. Okay. Very good. Um, there are no, there's no in camera session tonight. Uh, I will now entertain a motion. Yeah. 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 I will make a, I will entertain a motion to adjourn the meeting. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Downing's motion to adjourn the meeting? Aye. Aye.